HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. You're listening to the Heritage Report. This is Jack Inslee. I'm here with Heather Hyman. Heather from Heritage, as you might know her. And uh, we're sponsored by Heritage Foods USA. As always, we'd like to say happy birthday to Mr. Patrick Martins. Happy birthday, Patrick. I think he turns 23 today. Is that it? 17? I don't know. Anyway, Something. we're here today. We're going to be talking with David Haight, who's the uh, New York State Director of the American Farmland Trust. And, um, you know, we, we on the Heritage Report, we don't only want to talk with farmers. We want to talk with the people who build the farms, make the farms possible, bring product, you know, the the distribution, the delivery, everything. The marketers, the people that go and certify these farms. We need to talk to every single person that's part of the chain of events that allows it to be possible to bring food to your table. Yeah, when people think of, of farming in general, you tend to just imagine this farmer who's growing his crops and then selling it directly, you know, to, to the place that will be giving it to you. And that's not exactly how it works. It's definitely not that easy. So we're excited to have David on air with us today. Um, and he can give us some insight on exactly what the American Farmland Trust does and what his position is with the with the American Farmland Trust. David, are you are you with us? Yes, I am, Heather. Thanks for inviting me. I'm happy to be here with you. We're happy to have you. Where Where are you right now? I am in our New York State office, which is uh, located up in uh, Saratoga Springs, so just outside of Albany. Wonderful. Well, yeah, we wouldn't expect you to come into the studio here today. We're here in a little bit of a blizzard in the back of uh, Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn, so it's a nice snowy day. Wonderful. And we just got a snowball thrown at us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the weather must be much worse up by you. You know, this is one of those rare occasions where I think you are getting socked worse than we are. Wow. Uh, rare. Long time is. coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. Well, would you tell us a little bit about what the American Farmland Trust is to start? Yeah, absolutely, Heather. Uh, so the American Farmland Trust is a national membership organization. Uh, we were started uh, 30 years ago. Uh, by folks like uh, Peggy Rockefeller and others uh, that are included farmers and ranchers that were really concerned about the loss of farmland in America. 
Uh, and so AFT was really started to help protect our farmland from poorly planned development and also to promote environmentally sound stewardship of that land. Uh, so we like to say we work from the, uh, the kitchen table to the Congress uh, to help farmers and landowners understand the options that are available to them. Uh, to help protect their land, uh, manage it in an environmentally sound way. Uh, but we also work very closely with local governments uh, to understand why it matters if you have farms growing in your community. Uh, and then we are what I call uh, good guy lobbyists. Okay. Uh, we have a pretty active presence in Albany and then also in Washington, D.C., because uh, a lot of the change in our farm and food system that's needed uh, really can happen, uh, you know, in the, the halls of our state capitol or in the halls of Washington. And so that's where the American Farmland Trust has a strong presence. David, I had a quick question uh, for those who might know. What exactly is considered to be farmland? You know, it's a great question. Um, you know, the the land that we need to, to grow our food, um, you know, kind of takes many different forms. Um, you know, it can take anything from being an urban garden in a, in a city environment uh, to, you know, a, a, a farm field that's growing fresh fruits and vegetables to, mm-hmm. you know, orchard land that's growing fruits uh, to pasture land that's used to, to raise livestock. And so there's a lot of different um, land resources that are needed to grow our food supply. One of the reasons why FT was started is that here in the United States, about a million acres of farmland are developed each year. Mm -hmm. Uh, To give you a sense of scale, over a five-year period, that equates to about an area in size equal to the the state of Vermont. Okay. So that's a big deal nationally for us. Um, It's also a big deal uh, here in New York State, where essentially we have a farm developed every three days, and three of the top 20 most threatened farming regions in the country are found right here at home in New York State, uh, including places very close, uh, the big parts of the Hudson Valley, uh, but also Long Island's East End. If you go far enough out, uh, you know, there is incredibly rich soils and very productive farms uh, out on the east end of Long Island as well. Uh, now, this is a, I mean, this is a concern for New Yorkers because this land and the farmers that manage that land are uh, critical to our ability to have a homegrown food supply. Mm-hmm. There is recent research, uh, Heather, that just came out of uh, Cornell University that looked at how many people could we feed? How many people can we feed based upon the amount of land we have in New York? They called it uh, their, their food print study. Okay. And they, they, dis- they were able to determine, it, it, based, it depends a lot on diet and what people decide to eat, but right. in, under optimum conditions, our 7 million acres of farmland uh, can feed about 6 million people. That's about a third of the state's population, just to give you a sense of scale. So already we can only feed about a third of the people of this state. Okay. And these acres that you're talking about, what what part of the farm... Are they? Are is this unused land right now, or is this um, the seven? You said seven million acres. Yeah, we have about seven million acres, about thirty thousand farms in New York State that are already working farms. Yeah, that are already working farms. Okay. So that's assuming um, you know we're not going to add new land to farming. Mm-hmm. But that's also uh, if we lose a farm every three days, mm. we're essentially losing the land we're going to need to grow our food in the future. 
And why is it that we're losing three farms a day? Uh, Well, we are losing our farms for kind of a number of reasons. One of them is, uh, you know, it's a very uh, difficult farm economy for a big cross-section of our farmers. Uh, Most recently, uh, particularly for our dairy farmers, uh, just the price that they're getting paid um, is not sufficient to make a living. And so farm economics are a really big driver of this. Uh, but also a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, they, if you are a farmer, um, you have the chance to sell your land, and you can probably make a lot more money selling it to a developer than you could by growing any crop legally um, here in New York State. <laughs> any um, crop legally? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, David, I had one other quick question. Um, yeah. Do, do you see the whole rooftop garden, urban gardening movement playing into this at all? Does this figure into the numbers that you're giving us? or? Uh you know, that's a great question, Jack. Um, the study that was done by Cornell didn't capture those numbers about how many people we could feed from a really urban environment. Okay. And so I think that would be a great uh, additional piece of research to be done. Um, I think there's an incredible growth in enthusiasm for urban agriculture. Yes, yeah, um, Vertical farming would help with the yields for less space, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think whether it be, you know, on a rooftop or in a community garden on the ground, I mean, there's a lot of different places it could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we, you know, we need to be thinking about where we're going to grow our food in the future. Absolutely. And I think more and more New Yorkers, quite frankly, they'd rather have a homegrown food supply. I'm not sure if you know, but the radio station we're broadcasting out of right now has an urban garden on the rooftop. Uh, the Roberta's Restaurant sources some of their produce from this garden, so we're kind of right in the middle of this right here. Uh, that's fantastic. You know, and I think, you know, we're a state of 19 million people, so if we want to take the challenge of feeding as many of us are, uh, you know, closer to home as possible, we're going to have to look at all these options yeah. of how we're going to grow food here in a place like New York. Absolutely. David, we're going to take a really quick break, and then we want to talk to you a bit about this policy update. So stay on with us. You're listening to the Heritage Report on the Heritage Radio Network. When we call them up, I saw it's on. No fury, talent, when we go around. When we call them up, I saw it's on. Say, I am not Canadian, they know we are cold. When we call them up, I saw it's on. Yet, that's the money and the fraud. Only money for the men, them don't jump. Buy your bike, buy your car. Money not for me, and Sadiq is a part. Girlfriend and half worry when you're rolling with a star. DPN buy you a drink, we buy out the bar. Go buy a shop, buy a couple of stores. Buy a horse and go buy a couple more. I know don't check in with money sure. We buy the whole of food more. Money be a money for paper. Buy a rhythm from the sacrum. Want a piece of land, we buy some acre. Fuck it, buy Jamaica. But don't call me a baker, cause I got the lot of dough. Yo, run them, see how my money flow. You're listening to the Heritage Radio Network, and this is the Heritage Report. We're here broadcasting from Roberta's Restaurant, which is at 261 Moore Street in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And we're talking with David Haight, the New York Director of the American Farmland Trust. And David, over the break, we had somebody just ask us a question um, through email. They want to know, who, who's taking this farmland from the farmers? Well, you know, why, why are they forced to give it up? 
That's a great question, Jack. Um, you know, the, a lot of it is going into uh, kind of poorly planned development. A lot of it is, you know, residential development um, kind of scattered across our landscape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people aren't, uh, I guess, literally being forced to give it up. But I think... They're of, getting offers they can't refuse. Is that I, happening? <laughs> yes. I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, you know, if a farmer is looking at a chance to make, you know, twenty, thirty thousand, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars an acre uh, for their land, uh, you know, if it's a seven-figure check, it's hard to say no to something like that when you're facing very difficult economic situation. Right. Yeah, I can imagine. So, um, what we wanted to talk to you about was this policy update. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm reading the letter that. Uh, now, did you draft this letter, or did you have anything to do with the letter? Yeah, that, um, yeah, I did. I helped draft the the letter you're looking at, Jack. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is in response to the governor's uh, Governor Patterson's budget budget proposal. Yeah, that letter went actually to the governor before his uh, budget um, went out, uh, but it's. You know, we are very concerned about what Governor Patterson has proposed in uh, several parts of his budget. You know, he has proposed essentially a $130 billion-plus state budget, um, but we are very focused in on a, a small portion of that that is very important to our farm and food supply here in New York State, but is proposed to get some very disproportionate cuts. Um, so we... <clears throat> are honed in on a few specific programs like our state's farmland protection program uh, that helps, uh, has provided about $175 million to help 300 farms be permanently protected mm-hmm. for farming and food production. The governor has proposed to cut that funding in half. Yeah. Uh, there's programs to help start and sustain farmers markets, uh, programs to help uh, farmers identify new market opportunities so that they can you know, get closer to the consumer and make a little bit more money that are being proposed to be completely zeroed out in the state's budget. That's amazing to me. I mean, especially considering you, you've got... <laughs> The the White House is really promoting farmers markets, and across the country, it's such a powerful and lively trend. And and to look at the funding just being totally eliminated from the farmers market grants just it doesn't make sense to me. I don't even know how that would happen or go through at all. Right. Yeah, going. it's a real concern for us. I mean, we obviously see these programs that help farmers protect land, and also help protect water. You know, I didn't mention mm-hmm. that earlier, but more than half of the New Yorkers get their drinking water from an unfiltered drinking water source. And basically the land that farmers manage um, acts as essentially a natural water filter. So this is true for the people of the city of New York. Um, You know, all the water comes from, you know, upstate, uh, large areas of land that surrounds these drinking water sources are managed by farmers. And so we have programs that are out there uh, to help farmers manage that land in an environmentally sound way. Um, And so some of the funding for those types of programs is proposed to be cut. Um, Also funding that we're very concerned about is just helping to invest in food processing infrastructure. I know you you mentioned earlier, Jack, you you want to talk about how to get everything from the field to your fork. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. you need slaughterhouses, you need trucking, you need salespeople. 
Absolutely. And so we are very concerned that, you know, there was uh, funding that was uh, included in the state budget, a $30 million fund to help pay for that a couple of years ago. Um, Funding like that is also in jeopardy um, and could likely be lost. So we're just really concerned that the priorities that are being set in this state budget are misguided. Wow. Uh, I don't mean to get political. I'm just curious uh, where this all stood before Patterson stepped in. Well, it, it, it's tough. I, I will tell you that this governor is in a difficult position right. because, you know, the economy now is not the economy of a couple of years ago before he stepped in office. But with that said, again, New York State is proposing a $130 billion budget. Mm-hmm. Of that, we've, basically, we've identified $100 million. Okay. Less than one-tenth of one percent, but that is critical to the, f- the farm and food system here in New York State. And a lot of the programs that we've identified in that $100 million are proposed for cuts of 10%, 30%, 50%, 100%. Very, very disproportionate cuts to our farm and food system. Now, you were mentioning earlier that the, some of the funding that you, you have goes to the farmers and these farmers markets to make sure they stay alive. And how is that money, you know, that's given to some of these farms and farmers markets, how um, do you regulate and how do you help them? Is there a team that goes out and makes sure that, you know, they're getting everything they need done um, and that their bills are getting paid? It's a great question, um, and I guess I should mention for people that are interested in more details about these issues and want an update on what's in the state budget, uh, I really would encourage you to go to our website, which is uh, www.farmland.org backslash New York. Okay. Uh, so that's where you can really get a lot more detail on some of this information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Farmers Market Grants Program um, is something that's administered by the State Department of Agriculture and Markets. Uh, we now have more than 400 farmers markets in New York. Mm-hmm. And so this grants program goes to help uh, build infrastructure at markets, quite frankly. So you could uh, you know, have a, a place for vendors to set up that has you know, maybe a roof over it or mm-hmm. has you know, electric or other types of improvements to make it a successful market. Sure. It also provides grants to help promote those markets so people know about them. And I imagine throughout the state it's not quite as easy as it would be in, say, Union Square or some of the markets <laughs> we're seeing over here. Yeah, we... It, we have a diversity of markets here in New York State. Um, so this funding, though, these are small grants, um, but they have a very broad impact. And I think that's true. You'll see whether it be with the, the Farmland Protection Program or some of these ag development funds that I've mentioned. Um, you know, these are, in the grander scheme of things, very small amounts of money, but they have a lasting benefit for our farm and food system. Well, and the more money that gets taken away, the more jobs that are lost as well. I couldn't agree more, Heather. I mean, our kind of three things we're saying is these investments contribute to a strong farm and food economy, a healthy environment, and nutritious food for all New Yorkers. Those are three things I hope that our legislature can get behind and that they can... uh, negotiate for different changes uh, than what the, the governor's proposed in his budget. Not to mention the more nutritious our diet, the, uh, the better the health care system ends up doing. And, you know, I'm sure it all ties together. It's... 
Absolutely, absolutely. And so we're actually organizing a, a rally at the state capitol on March 15th. We're calling it our No Farms, No Food Rally. Um, and it's really going to be bringing people from around New York that care about our farm and food system to talk directly to legislators. And so, again, if people are interested in learning more about this, getting involved, making their voice heard, um, we'd love to have you. Mm. And you can get more information, again, at our website with farmland.org backslash New York. Cool. David, we're going to take one more quick break, and I'd love to talk more about this rally on the third segment. You're listening to the Heritage Report on the Heritage Radio Network, and we will be right back. Our good friend Space Disease, some weirdo making music in Brooklyn. You're listening to the Heritage Radio Network. This is the Heritage Report. I'm Jack Inslee here with Heather Hyman. We want to remind you that the show was sponsored by Heritage Foods USA. Also want to remind you that if you have any questions for us or even for David, you can email info at heritageradionetwork.com. And David, uh, we were hoping you could just kind of, uh, for the listeners out there who can't read this letter, sort of sum up. What exactly you said to Governor Patterson, and who signed this letter? Because there's a, a really big list here of impressive people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the letter was sent to the governor uh, back in early January, um, and you know the American Farmland Trust, you know, wrote the letter and then uh, really worked to get a broad cross section of organizations uh, to sign on to it. Um, you know, kind of farm groups, environmental organizations, uh, food groups. Uh, Watershed, wetlands preserve people. Yeah, kind of across the board. um, It's a really great uh, representation of the interests that care about our farms and care about our food system. And what we're saying to the governor is you need to invest, and you need to invest in our farms and helping them protect their land, manage it in an environmentally sound way. We need to help our farmers and our food businesses thrive in this state. And then we've also got to take steps to make sure that all New Yorkers have better access to nutritious foods, ideally grown here in New York. Uh, And so we really were trying to make a significant demonstration that a lot of people care about these farm and food issues. And so the letter was really a precursor to what we're really hoping to follow up with then uh, and the rally Mm. on March 15th. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the rally? Uh, Where exactly is it happening again? Yeah, great question. Um, so the rally is going to be happening here up at the uh, at the state capitol here in Albany. Okay. Um, it is, you know, if people are interested, again, we'd love to get people to actually join us for the event. 
Um, and so feel free to contact our office if you have questions about transportation or logistics or would like to join us. Um, but it's going to start with people that are, are going to speak. Um, we're going to have uh, folks talking about why these issues matter, people talking about why farmers' markets matter, why those dollars are so critical. Uh, we're going to have folks from organizations like Just Food uh, nice. in New York City talking about uh, some of the programs that they offer uh, to help get nutritious foods grown here in New York in the hands of uh, lower-income New Yorkers. Um, we're going to have uh, people uh, from watershed organizations talking about why we need to have money to help keep our water clean. Um, and then we're all going to go out and we're going to meet directly with our legislators. And so uh, we're going to spend probably... Um, you know, four or five hours, we're hoping to meet with between 80 and 100 of our elected officials uh, here in Albany. That's great. That's really awesome. Um, uh, the date of this rally, one more time? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be March 15th. Uh, that's uh, Monday. And, um, again, if people are interested, uh, they want to join us for that day, uh, our website is farmland.org backslash New York. I know Albany is a trip. Um, it's a haul. And so we are working on transportation uh, for people coming up from New York City. Uh, but certainly if people can't join us that day, please go to our website. It tells you how you can contact your legislators directly and certainly to help make the case to our elected leaders that we need to invest in our farm and food system. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, um, there's the, the issue of school lunch quality seems to keep coming up on our network. And do you guys have anybody sort of speaking on behalf of that movement? You know, we uh, don't yet. Um, we've got a number of people that are talking about kind of the importance of food um, and different uh, segments of our society. So I think uh, folks from Just Food are going to talk about kind of how mm -hmm. some of the programs we're highlighting helps get uh, nutritious food into food pantries and soup kitchens. But you're right. I mean, I think we're all concerned about the foods our kids are eating. Mm -hmm. I've got two young kids, you know, three and six. And so, of course, I'm concerned about the food that they're getting fed in our school system. Yeah, you know, and if, if farming gets helped, that gets helped along with it. Along with so many other things, it seems to be such a domino effect. I mean, you know, the more farms we support, the more, even the more urban gardens that are being built, these places we can source uh, food at the schools. You know, it's, it's definitely a possible solution. Oh, I agree. I think institutional food purchasing, whether it be in our schools or our hospitals, right. you know, we could think about all the public dollars that are being spent on food. That Wouldn't it just makes sense to keep at least some of those dollars closer to home. Absolutely, yeah. We are all on the same page. <laughs> um, well, for those who can't attend the rally or necessarily donate some money, um, are there any other things that people can do to help at home? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the, the changes that we certainly would hope for in our food system and our, our farm system, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that you can take, you know, in your uh, own uh, diet and the food purchasing decisions mm -hmm. that you make. Uh, certainly, you can talk to your uh, local elected officials. I think a lot of times um, our local governments can be a real strong ally mm. um, in changing kind of local regulations. I think a lot of times we're finding that um, you know, local is illegal. 
Yeah. Um, that you know, actually growing food or processing food or marketing food is very difficult because of some of our local regulations. Definitely. Um, so I think there's definitely opportunities to reach out in our communities. Uh, but then I certainly wouldn't hesitate to um, you know really try to speak up in places like Albany and Washington because our our public dollars uh, can do can magnify the choices I think many people are making with their with their own diet and their own food decisions. And so I think there's incredible strength um, and, and numbers. And so we can make some real change that way. Yeah, we agree with the motto, vote with your dollars. So choose wisely where you spend them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, we're just really excited, though, about this rally. We started to see a kind of a great demonstration of support from people. I know we've got just we're contacted today by Ed Yowell, the slow food regional governor for New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You know, he's signed on to this agenda. And so we're every day we get more and more folks and organizations that want to be a part of this effort. So we're just we're excited about hopefully uh, what's going to happen on the 15th and then hopefully the change that we're going to see in, in the final budget for the state of New York. Yeah, well, we would love to bring you back on um, either to our program or definitely for the network to, you know, give us an update of how this rally went after March 15th. Absolutely, and, well, yeah. We want to promote this as much as we can on the network. It couldn't be any closer to the issues that we promote every day. So really appreciate what you're doing out there. Well, I can't thank you both enough. I mean, this is I enjoyed being with you this afternoon. And I think a lot of New Yorkers, if they knew some of the decisions that were being made um, by our elected officials, they would want to change them. And I, I think this is one of those situations. You know, there tends to be the trend, if, if the budget cut's not listed on the front of the post, you know, nobody really knows about it. It's, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, it is. And again, this is, you know, probably a $100 million portion of a $130 billion budget, right. less than one-tenth of one percent. Exactly. But boy, I tell you, for our farm and food system, these dollars are critical. Yes. Yeah, and we will try to raise awareness here. So, David, thanks so much for being on. Again, yes. everybody, the website, uh, you want to repeat that it was American Farmland? org backslash New York. Great, and that'll be up on the website for everybody to click as well. Yes, and people, everybody, uh, re-listen to this on our archives anytime at www.heritageradionetwork.com. Um, this was a great um, half hour. David, thank you for being with us here today. Thank you for Heritage Foods USA for sponsoring this week's Heritage Report. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Heather. We'll see you guys next week. Oh,